Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys give their no-holds-barred opinions on real estate articles from across the internet. And Old Granddad Bourbon makes a comeback with Old Granddad Bonded. Is it a redemption story? Tune in to find out. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks, powered by Living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective on YouTube. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and as always, I am here with... Jamison Amaros. And Oscar Barra. He is back, guys. We, we got him back in the building. Glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with you. Just been a little busy with work, but I'd rather be here. Yeah. We're and, spitting today. Oh, yeah. We're going for we're it. And today. as always, guys, we are three Colorado-based realtors. And the reason that we do this podcast is specifically to arm you, the consumer, with the best information possible because this market's crazy. And we do that while enjoying some fine, fine bourbon. And yeah. again, episode 38, guys. That means this is our 38th bourbon that we have tried. bourbon. Some would call us alcoholics. <laughs> well, I say know. connoisseur. Yeah, yeah what, 38 bourbons. Saying? I mean, it's not on. like we're doing it all in one city. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think sommeliers get this kind of, you know, rap. <laughs> no, right? No, so sommelier goes, oh, this is my 190th bottle of wine. I'd, I'd be like, wow, you're an expert in your field. We say we drink 38 bottles of bourbon, and it's like 38 bottles of bourbon on the wall, and we look like alcoholics. Hey, no, they, they, we are connoisseurs. They spit it out. Yeah, yeah. we are yep. connoisseurs. We drink them. We drink them. We don't spin the cup and throw it in. Yeah, waste, and we're all about saving the planet that's right, right. come on that's no right waste. zero zero so guys, waste. don't forget we post our audio every friday and our video posts on youtube between monday and wednesday every week just depending on how fast i can get to it fast. Uh, <laughs> so are we, are we doing what would we do wednesday who or what do we think wednesday what do we think wednesday yeah yeah what do we think wednesday and guys what that means is on today's episode we're going to do something totally different for yep. you we are just kind of doing a a grab bag off the internet of some articles and topics because we're just going to share our opinions, and we want to see what you guys think of them. Yeah, I think at this point, we've all been you know, either in, in, in the industry, we've talked about this enough, that we, we have an opinion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we say it, right, we're not going to get political, we're, and we're not going to do this, and we're not going to do that, because we want to give you guys unbiased, factual information. But every once in a while, as articles and news bit. and bad shit piles up, we just want to riff on it. Yep. And I think that today is what we're going to do. Are we going to do a disclaimer? The thoughts and opinions expressed by each of us. They're individual. Yeah, no, exactly. you know what? You know why we don't have to do that? Why? Because we're 1099 employees, baby. You're damn right. Boom. We're independent we contractors. <laughs> we do what we I want. can say what the fuck I want. You heard what I said. I do what I want. <laughs> That's right. So, guys, hang out with us today. It's gonna be it's gonna be less uh, formulated than it yeah, usually we're is not on doing our topic today. Yeah. I should have worn a tank top. Um, <laughs> but the fir- on that note, the first thing that I want to say, and this is a continuation from last week, if you're an investor or a wholesaler calling people from Hawaii, fuck you. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they're making it law that an yeah. investor can't Good. go down there and start. Good. Fuck that. Fucking Good. with Fuck them. As, and as also, hopefully you guys watched last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You guys hit those links and donated. If you did, we appreciate it. Yep. The people of Hawaii appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the only other thing carryover I would say, keep that same energy. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, it, it was actually interesting, and it was a post that I saw from somebody that I don't normally agree with. Um, politically or any in any other yeah. fashion mm-hmm. but it was an interesting post and it was you know you had this war in ukraine and everybody was posting the ukraine flags and whatnot mm-hmm. we haven't seen the same response for an entire town in hawaii no. getting obliterated other than direct energy weapons and it was the u.s <laughs> government 
Okay. <laughs> Try it, yeah. So do me a favor, like just keep that same energy because we're going into hurricane season. Mm, yep. And I am, you know, it, there, there's going to be some things happening mm-hmm. and there's going to be some towns and people's lives. I think devastated. one just touched down in Texas this morning. Well, that was a, or yesterday. That was, was a tropical storm, I think. Okay. I'm yeah. talking like mass, like yeah. major hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, regardless, right? California got hit. It was a deluge. Obviously, they're not prepared for it because they're yeah. SoCal, but they got a lot of rain. <laughs> Um, but just keep the same energy. So as you guys see these natural disasters, if it's not in areas that you guys are living in, reach out and donate or comment or bring light to whatever it is, not just Hawaii, not just Ukraine. Like, keep that same energy yeah. throughout the rest of 2023 because we fucking each other, need man. it. Okay? Yeah, we need it, it has been a hard year for a lot of people, mm-hmm. personally, professionally, in the market, Shit. real estate-wise. Like, it, it's just been a hard year. Keep that fucking energy. I would, I would venture to say that the last year after we've recovered, quote-unquote, from the pandemic – how it was harder than the pandemic Dude, itself. Dude, it's been wild. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean the pandemic. We just sat back. We got the we got the checks. We you know didn't have to go to work. Bro, now was, we're dealing. You got checks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was get checks. At, that's an article actually that we could talk yeah. about. Oh. I was working at Best Buy throwing a football in a parking yeah. lot, and people were yelling at me because they couldn't walk into a store. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know no. what I'm saying? So keep now, that energy. Now yeah. it's monetary. Either way, I mean, right? Hawaii, you think Hawaii paradise, right? right. No, there are yeah. people that live there. They're displaced. They're having a hard time. It's yeah. insane. And so. it's Hawaii. It's yeah. not like they can get a truck to drive across. No. Yeah, they can't go, get to no. you know, if they have family in the States, mm-hmm. man, that's a, that's a, that's a long yep. plane ride. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah, keep that energy, guys. We're going in hurricane season. We've got, mm-hmm. we're still mm-hmm. in tornado season. A lot of things are happening across the United States. If you guys can afford to do it and support in any way you can, do it. Do it. Well, on today's episode, we're... We're kind of hoping that there's a little bit of a redemption story going on, right? Okay, there is. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, he says there is. There we're going to we're going we're we're to test it out. We're bringing old granddad back, <laughs> but we're bringing the old granddad granddad bonded. Bonded. So 100 proof. Oh 50%. yeah. Last time wasn't. It was off topic. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. <laughs> I feel out, a little out of the loop. I mean, these guys have been been collaborating well, no, we did old without granddad. me and we did old granddad with I'm you, like, Oscar. I need yeah. to catch up. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. I so know this what's is the redemption because I saw yeah. it. And here's the deal. This is my take. Okay, <laughs> and I'm gonna give this to you before anything. If you go to a liquor store and you find a whiskey or bourbon for twenty dollars, <laughs> this is the best twenty dollar bourbon you're ever gonna. You're ever gonna <laughs> all right, that's that's how we're we're, we're pretensing it. That is how we're because twenty dollars. I mean, come on, guys. Larceny is at least twenty eight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. a good bourbon. And larceny is 40 percent. This yeah, this is. All right, Jameson, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you found it's out. It's not a lot, man. Basically, so this is of the lineage of Jim Beam, which is also the lineage of Basil Hayden's. Um, so it's an old bourbon. The, uh, the picture is of actually one of, I, I want to say Cecil Hayden just because it sounds right, but it's a Mr. Hayden of Days Gone By um, on, the, uh, on the cover. Not a lot of, I mean, the thing doesn't even have a website, right? Does there, it? There's not a ton of information on it, but huh. it, is a, it is a Jim Beam lineage bourbon. Okay. Um, that has been around for a long time. And there's, a, there's three different versions. There's the old granddad that we had the first time, which was the 80 proof. Mm-hmm. Old granddad bonded, which is what we're having today. And then old granddad 114, which is 114 okay. proof. So um, I don't know, man. That, that, that 135 proof that I had a couple of weeks ago, just, I get it. I understand higher proof, but no. No. <laughs> Have you ever had Copper Sky? Uh-uh. Yeah, I regretted that. I, like I had the Copper 126 Sky. Copper That's 146. Sky. I did wow. not like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah I didn't like See, it. I it like was it. too much heat. I was. I told it on the podcast after I got back, but we had a group of like six six guys who drink bourbon and drink regularly. Everybody who poured that, there was only three of us, or no, two of us yeah. really, that finished the pour. What was it? It. Oh man, I, it was a weird name. Yeah, so I got a picture of it. I'll. I'll, I'll we'll talk about it after. But what was it was 135 proof, and it, it was like uh, again, Booker's is 127 to 126. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that that's hot. Yeah. yeah. So that this hot. supposedly has a hot start, smoother finish, milder okay. finish. 
Um, but again, it's 20 bucks. Okay. 20 yeah. bucks, 20 bucks. I like it. I'll, every time I see this liquor store, I'll have it on hand. It's just like my birthday. It's almost like, it's almost like the, the label and the color of the bottle yeah. is like, I have PTSD from it. I know, from the uh, brown bag? Yeah, from the yeah. brown bag. Because I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, hey, I don't know. I'm just saying, bro, just <laughs> and try all it. all I can right? say to you is you're welcome. <laughs> all we got to do is this. Just cheers. And we'll just see cheers. The brown yeah. bag right. episode. Sounds good. Cheers, guys. Sounds good. Cheers. Kampai. All right. Let's see. I'll be honest with you. It's hard. It's hard on the nose. It's hard to sniff through the bird. It's hard on the nose. Hard to sniff through the burn. Um, I mean, I'm getting a little bit, little bit of sweetness, a little bit of fruit. Whoa. But it's, it's definitely singeing the nostrils. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can smell the sweet, but it is. Yeah. It's, it's, potent. it's almost the only thing that comes I'm, through. Dude, I'm just, just sip it, okay? <laughs> just sip it. You guys are definitely getting the feel this episode of what it would be like for us to just sit in uh, Oscar Jameson's basement drinking some bourbon yeah. and, and talking. It's not peer pressure. It's just your turn. <laughs> We'd be a little less PC if that is even a thing. We'd be like, dude, shut the fuck up and drink. Yeah. 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 Old right. Granite says, don't be a bitch. Sip, sipping okay. it down. Let's see. God, he didn't fight in the Civil War for you to just nitpick a whiskey. All right, I'll give it to you. That The burn from the nose was not... It dissipates. It's, yeah, it's not. The burn from the nose has nothing to do with the sip. No, not at all. That's very surprising. I know. Yeah. And, okay. All right. I mean, there's a sting. But, not I mean. burn. I will say definitely, first sip, I like it because, because of the fact that it's sweet forward and, mm-hmm. and the sweet is what maintains through. Yep. Um, as I would say, I could probably say that some, some bourbon drinkers that consider themselves bourbons, drink, bourbon drinkers would think that this was a bit too sweet. And I bet if you put one or two drops of water in it, mm-hmm. it'll be a completely different bourbon. Absolutely. Oh, I did the whole aeration test. Oh, you with did some it? Elijah Craig. Yeah. It does. It opens it, changes it. It, it takes the burnout. Okay. Completely. It's Gonna have to do it. It does change it. Gonna but have to do it. Again, 20 bucks for 20. I mean, especially compared to, like, to a bottle of a Jack for 22, 21. I can see it. But I can't, I can't again, sip Jack. Like, yeah. I Jack mean, I t- dude, I, Coke. I, I, I tasted this next to Jim Beam, which is like 28, mm-hmm. right? This is better. You know, Jim Beam gets a bad rap just because it's, it's not top shelf at all. No. You know, not even close. But if there's Jack or Jim or even some other bourbons that are like uh, priced too expensive for what they are, mm-hmm. I'll take a pour of Jim Beam all day. Yeah. I can sip Jim Beam. I cannot sip Jack. I cannot. No. Nope. I'll <laughs> shoot Jack. <laughs> I'll put I have a hard time Coke. shooting Jack, honestly. Yeah. We did it at the Nuggets game. Yeah. And I was like, nope. Jack and Gingers, I mean, that mixer, whatever. It's just sour mash is just, uh. Definitely surprising. Definitely I, surprising. That's all, I, I, that's all yeah. I was going for. Yeah. I, pleasantly surprised. And yep. I mean, honestly, for because bonded is regulated. We talk about it all right. the time. So yes. it has to be. But it, it's got to be aged for, for a three year minimum. The color on it. In a federal reserve or a federally regulated rickhouse. At house. the Federal Reserve. And it has to be. How granddad rolls. <laughs> has to be 50%. Yeah. And I mean, it's the color is on. It's great. Is uh, it the Charleston chew or the Chattanooga chew? Or what's the chew? I think it's the Chattanooga chew. Yeah, I Chattanooga chew. I think that's what you never really done that. Yeah, it's. I don't really see a lot of particulars no, in it. So dude, I'm te- like I said when nice. I the first time I had it was like twenty dollars. Okay. What is this magic? Okay. Nice, nice. All right. Um, so as we're as we're getting into this surprising old 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 granddad here, um, like I said, we're gonna we're just gonna pull some articles off off of the internet, kind of on the fly, and talk about them with you. Just give it give it give you our take. So all right, Jim, bring 
I mean, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the uh, headline. Okay. I'm gonna give you a quick pretext of what the article says, okay. and then I want you guys to react to it. Go for okay. it. So, first article is, and this is from August 21st, 2023. Today is August 23rd. We want to be topical. Okay. Mortgage interest rate forecast. What experts predict for this year in 2024? <gasps> is, that, is that enough for yeah. rea- initial reaction <laughs> nobody can predict shit obviously I was going to say okay. and I like it experts it gives it credibility with the experts it in does. the title so here's the who's the expert the yeah. experts who's the experts okay the experts are the co-founder and CIO at Palisade Group an asset management firm so they're profit minded from Palisade Colorado a management partner at Churchill <laughs> Mortgage and Selma Hep which is the chief economist at CoreLogic which we've all used CoreLogic about to say Selma Hayek. okay <laughs> so here's the crazy part and I'm going to give you the breakdown so CoreLogic says this Expect elevated mortgage rates to finish the year between 6.5 and 6.8, which is higher than we thought, okay? Uh, the reason being is they think that the economy will begin to slow as people run out of savings from the pandemic checks. As food prices increase, gas increases, people's savings get depleted, the Fed is going to, at some point in 2024, have to give households a break by lowering the fund rate. Bullshit! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike Hardy, managing partner at Churchill Mortgage. Looking new to crystal ball, I see mortgage rates heading down over the next six to 12 months with some volatility. I think 30-year rates will be in the ballpark of 5.25 a year from now. So what is see, that, Q3 of That's such a safety net ass. I agree. Well, yeah, Fuck well, and, that. and just right off the bat, the thing that, and again, we, we touched on this before. The funny thing is, is that we talked about mortgage rates follow inflation, mortgage rates follow unemployment. And it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of an opposite, right? So when I hear mortgage rates are going to get better and they're going to be lower, in my mind, I think of the inverse and go, ah, shit, the economy is going to be fucked. Okay. Right. Because at the end of the day, like we've seen when unemployment is bad, when, when the economy is bad, people aren't buying these mortgages. People aren't, aren't taking out these loans. So they lower the rate in order to get more people to take it. So like, it's, it's such a double-edged sword to say, let's get their hopes up and say, oh, mortgage rates are going to be down. But what I hear is the economy is going to be shit. You might lose your job. And so mortgage rates are going to go down to get more people to buy. Well, and that's just it, right? Overcorrection. That's what that's what's yeah. potentially could happen. But I think they're walking a fine line right now because, you know, the shit hit the fan. COVID didn't work. Mm-hmm. They were going to stop things. That they overstimulated and rates just plummeted. And people bought the hell and out of houses. And our, our price points skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. We need to correct this. Now they're trying to correct it by walking the line by not tanking everything, and they're tanking shit. Mm-hmm. It's tanking shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's tanking um, a lot of sectors, and now they're saying, okay, well, if we don't stop, shit will hit the fan, and we're yeah. going to go into a, a recession again. Mm-hmm. Not just the definition of recession, but quite frankly, close to what we were with short sales and foreclosures, right? Um, as long as, and I've always said, as long as um, employment's good, that won't happen, but it will happen either way. So mm-hmm. now they're, they're, they're walking that line. This is just my opinion. They're walking the line. They need to fix it. That's what this episode's about, baby. They'll gradually drop them till, till December, but mm-hmm. they're going to hold strong. Yeah. Why? My opinion only. Election year. Yeah. I, oh, I've yeah. Said, absolutely. And then, and then they're saying, okay, mm-hmm. we are fabulous. Let's drop some rates. The U.S. is great. Let's mm-hmm. vote. Yep. And then they're going to drop it maybe five and a half. Yeah. And they're waiting for that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So it could be... So it could be uh, it's, it, it could be very bold and in your face. Mm-hmm. Here's my opinion. <laughs> I think the Fed is playing with fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every bit of research I've done 
has said that anytime during a tightening cycle, right, or quantitative easing, whatever the fuck you want to call mm-hmm. it, it takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months for one rate hike to fully permeate the economy. So they can say, okay, th- we, we, we hiked the rate 0.5 basis points, or 50, mm-hmm. sorry, 50 basis points, 0.5%, okay? Yeah. Let's wait 18 to 24 months to see how that shakes out. What the Fed has done is they have raised the rate at a faster pace than mm-hmm. any time in U.S. history, yep. and we're still trying to figure out what that actually means. Well, right? to correct what, what they did. Right, yeah, but what I'm know, saying yeah. is I, like, I get that we, we printed $2 trillion, dollars, doing that. In yeah. dollar, in $32 trillion in fake money. But for them to not wait to see how this shakes out, yeah. to me, is a mistake. Right? Yeah. And what's happening is because it, there's so much uncertainty as what the Fed is doing, Everybody is running towards the ten-year treasury mm-hmm. because they want the investors want their money, yep. which is widening the gap between that and the MBS mortgage, mm-hmm. mortgage-backed securities, right? Mm-hmm. Until that comes into line, because I, I want to say historically that gap is usually one point two five to one point seven five basis point different, mm-hmm. which means if the fucking U.S. Treasury yield is three point seven five, then mortgage rates should be at about a five point five, five point seven five. Right now, you've got them at a four and a half. And mortgage rates at a seven and a half. So it's a three yep. percent difference between mm-hmm. the two. But it's because nobody knows what the fuck the Fed's going to do. No. And that the Fed doesn't know what the Fed's gonna do. But that's my point. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying they're playing with fire because they are not telegraphing what they're doing, mm-hmm. or they are, and then they're changing it immediately. So what's been happening is everybody has been betting against the Fed over the last twelve months, and the Fed's going, Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. We're still gonna tighten. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think they're looking at the big picture going, OK, we, we want to break something. They tried to break the housing market. Obviously, that didn't happen. Forecast now is four percent increase in home prices through 2023 versus at the beginning of the year. It's like, oh, we're going to lose five percent. It's the complete opposite. So mm-hmm. hundred basis point swing. Yep. And so they can't break that. Now they're trying to break the job market. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we don't have enough laborers to do that. So that's not breaking. So at the end of the day, like, what are they going to break? Everybody, everybody. I, I everybody. don't know what they're going to break. The whole machine. machine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they keep it going, the whole machine's going right. to collapse. And yeah. what's that going to, where is that going to put us? Fuck. That's what I'm saying. They're playing yeah. with fire. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with it. And that's no. why I think if you look at all these, these predictions, well, it's like, they're anywhere from 5.25 to 7.25. That's a two, a wild. 2% difference in these top economists, right? Mm-hmm. They get paid to do this for a living. They're going, basically what they're saying is, we don't fucking know. We don't know. We're going to give you, we're going to give you a percentage difference that can amount from anywhere between a $200 gain to a $1,000 gain on your mortgage prices. I mean, core logic, I respect that woman. The other two guys were safety netting it, but yeah, I think it's Tower like a- Yeah, says interest rates to, be, to may, remain flat in the 12 months. Uh, founder of Home Qualified, which I don't even know what Home Qualified is. Do you know what Home Qualified know. is? Uh, between 7% and 6.3%. Right. So cool, dude. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking hey, about. Hey, what's yeah. your house worth? Between four hundred dollars and $700,000. <laughs> yeah. That's what your house is worth. I'm yeah. a great listing agent. Yeah. What do you want to list for? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like um, it's it's like momentum, right? You have all this momentum because it was going up, 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 up. Now they overstack the momentum to bring it back down, mm-hmm. and now the momentum is going to bring it down. And then they're then what? You know, it's like exactly. a spring, and and they they can't gauge to balance that. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking by overstacking it with the interest rates, it's going to at least cool things down. Yeah. Well, I just think it's not a market that they can do that. And, well, and they're, if if they overdo it, they're going to wreck it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, this would be. This would be something that, you know, I'd feel a little bit more confident in if we didn't have such a discrepancy of home price across the country, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, average home price here, 600000 Average home price in North Carolina, 280000 And, and you know, and it's like, yes, it, it, you get a, a quality of life difference and an earnings difference, but 
How many people, I, I mean, how many articles have we seen where people are, are making an exodus from Denver that didn't plan on it or they didn't, they didn't expect because it's, it's so expensive and you can drive 45 minutes to an hour and a half north of Denver and get way better opportunity. Nebraska, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we're not having a mass exodus, but there is yeah. we, we more than it. the past. We feel well, it's, it. it's migration patterns, right? Yeah. People will always, but, and there is, there is help, right? So over the last year and a half, this is the first time, I think it was in the last either five or 10 years. So somebody's got to fact check me that wage growth has mm-hmm. outpaced home price appreciation, yeah. right? So if it's going to break, there's going to be something that's going to have to change, whether it's like we look at it like four pillars, right? Because people are like, well, when, when is the housing market going to get fixed mm-hmm. with the Fed doing this bullshit? <laughs> when is the housing market going to get fixed? Right? But Put there's four pillars book. to it, right? So there's inventory levels, there's wages or wage growth, there's home prices, and then there's interest rates. Well, we know that inventory levels aren't going to get better, no. right? Because we're regardless not see, of what we're not going to see a wave of foreclosures. Yeah. We're just yeah. not. Mm-hmm. We know that because inventory is not going to get better, then home prices are not going to depreciate like people think 20, 30, 40%. They're just not, which leaves the other two wage growth and interest rates, right? At this point, we need like a, a biological pathogen that's geared specifically towards boomers. If right. we want a big, a big open in inventory, like that's the only yes. thing that's going to happen. Right. It's, I mean, it's not. <laughs> they're, they are building a lot of apartments, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, the dark horse in yeah, this conversation. Yeah, multifamily looks strong. Yeah, so, and that, that may ease it, but it's not going to correct anything. I mean, it'll ease, it, it'll ease yeah. rent, I think. The yeah, rent yeah, burden, it's not going to correct. It's yep. just going to ease it, but then it's still going to bring in a different factor into mm-hmm. it. And, you know, it's... It, uh, you said 20%. No, I mean, it's held strong at around 7 to 10% from last, uh, last August. Yes. You know? Well, and again, this year, they're, they're expecting 4% increase this year. Mm-hmm. This is from the, by the way, the, the chief, oh my God, senior vice president and chief economist of Fannie Mae, mm-hmm. who I give credence to only because the dude's been in business for yeah. 30, 40 years in the real mm-hmm. estate, and he writes the loans that most <laughs> yeah. people use. Yeah. Um, and he's saying that we're, spo- we're his guess is 4%, and he does, they won an award, I guess, um, for accuracy and forecasts Okay. Uh, last year, which they look back four years, which means the forecast last year that came true was pre- pre-pandemic. Pretty impressive. 4% increase in home values across the board this year. Flat next year. A little bit of an increase in 2025, mm-hmm. but he thinks that the normalization where wages are going to catch up and interest rates are going to be elevated enough to where home prices do come down to where people can afford, won't normalize until about 2027. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. 2027. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope not, but that's a long time. Yeah. yeah. Legit. It so, needs some kind of relief. You know, and, and the thing is that it'll no- normalize. So, you know, whether when you have to either buy or sell, it's going to be the norm. Mm-hmm. And then 27, you said? 26, 27. 26, 27. It's yeah. just going to be, it's going to get hot again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we've built enough. Yeah. Whatever. Absolutely. Houses, well, and on that, while, while Jameson's digging through, I got I got an article so that I wanted. To, so many, right? Um, but that's a good that's a good lead into the one. Um, He's going through his OnlyFans that I wanted to do, um, and it's talking so about it's talking about the inventory shortage. So this title is New York is paying homeowners up to one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to build an ADU accessory dwelling unit in their backyard to help ease the nation's housing shortage. Okay. So basically what it says is, and these are the bullet points on the article, New York allocated $85 million to pay homeowners to build accessory dwelling units in their backyard. 
Grants are given to local governments or nonprofits that distribute the funds. And then the state has given out $23.4 million to go to homeowners for the bu- from the Buffalo area to New York City. And their whole idea is they Why want... Why would they do it in New York City, though? That... Exactly. That's, like, that, that's <laughs> exactly. Can't, you know, right? like... I mean, no, you're, not, you're not you're way more city. familiar than I am. I yeah, mean, you can't do that. There's no, there's no space there's in nothing. the city. No, right. you're going to have to go out to the, bur- to the boroughs, out towards Brooklyn. And it, at that point, it's already so congested. Like, and, and here's the thing. Like, you guys have heard me talk about it before, right? I grew up in New York from when I was from born to about 12 or 13. And I've gone back periodically. My mother lives there, visit family, stuff like that. And I have a very strong opinion on it in that I think it's disgusting. I'm sorry, like, all the movies, all the, all the Christmas holiday things that you see, it depicts New York as this beautiful metropolitan place, and it's like, no, I'm yeah. sorry, it's not. You, you, you have 50,000 people on one city, on the corner of one city block. It, it's just not doable, and what you're telling me is you want to stuff more people into that? There's more people in that city yeah. than the whole state of Colorado. Yep, ex- and exactly. And, and, and it's a fraction of the size of the mm-hmm. state of Colorado. Yep. And I, I, I agree with you 100%. I like it because it's the architecture and all that stuff, but you are 100%. When I went the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Broadway is some back alley. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went to go see Chicago, and I was like, this is Broadway? Yep. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and we went to Rockefeller Center, and you know, that was square. okay, but you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it is nasty. Yeah. It is nasty. And see, like, I can definitely see areas, areas but like Buffalo, uh, you know, Rochester, th- those towns and places, I can see it. Which is crazy because Buffalo's not that big. No, no. It, and, but I mean, they got that's exactly team, what I mean they're, is they're small. the fact that they're getting to now to the point where they're paying homeowners to put ADUs in their backyard. Okay, so that, that's it. That's, that's what they just started doing. What about, what about transportation? What about transit? How do, you, how do your taxes deal with that? What, how, you know, New York has one of the highest tax rates in the country and so now you're gonna are you gonna tax those people are they gonna get a tax cut how does that work what about the people living in the adus do they what kind of rights do they forfeit for living on somebody else's land you know transit new york doesn't have traffic (laughs) yeah no no not at all but it's like those small little things come to mind for me and like what are you talking about nice shoes by the way sorry (laughs) just saw them (laughs) i should have worn mine i just i did i don't i don't see it working in any kind of a way specifically because people already don't want to be around other people like the reason you buy a house is to not worry about running into other people again it's that momentum they're stacking it over here to mm-hmm. kind of put it down but they're overstacking, not knowing what the hell yeah right mm-hmm. they're just blindly doing it Absolutely. or i don't know maybe they do have some kind of formula for it but i mean i just for me i'm looking at it like what the fuck are you doing well so i think that the the adu idea can confront two different problems, right? Mm-hmm. Rent prices or home prices. That shit didn't work here, though. We, we've well, been trying to push it did, that. But we well, did, we're doing we micro, did micro shit single, for the homeless now. A single now. Yeah. county right. yeah. in Denver County, right? And we weren't giving necessarily incentives. We just opened up zoning. Well, Denver County is probably one of the only ones that can do it because... Correct. I mean, yes. no other county has alleys. Yeah. Well, it's not even alleys. They were, they were allowing it on the lots, but the difference well, is... Can you do it in Highlands Ranch? I mean, uh, can you? In Douglas County, there's certain areas you can. I'm, well, yeah. Well, but that, but that, yeah. My, my point is, if you're going to do it for home prices, I don't think it works. Yeah, right. I don't because either. what ends up happening is the cost to build an ADU, and I just looked it up. So San Francisco, average cost to build an ADU, accessory dwelling unit, again, I think we already went mm-hmm. over that, but regardless, is anywhere between five hundred and $700,000 mm-hmm. to build one. 
which means if I am getting $125,000 from the state of New York to build one, my $700,000 construction cost now costs me $575,000, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm $575,000 into this project. I, as a homeowner, want to make a profit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to now sell it for... Especially if somebody's living right? in my backyard. I wanna, and if I anything, say, it's going to improve your, your land value. Right, but my, the point is, like, <laughs> if, I want to, if I'm running a business, right, our margin, on average, you want to have 20 to 30% margin. Mm-hmm. What's 30% of $575,000? You're going to have to do that one. It's like 180 grand. Okay. Right? Call it 600000 30% is $180,000. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So you had now 600 plus 180. Now I'm selling it for $780,000. So now all I'm doing is in that specific area, I have just jacked mm-hmm. the price per square foot up double. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. now I could buy, I don't know, that 1,700 square foot something mm-hmm. for 890 or 900 or I can live in somebody's alleyway for 800 Well, and I love the, right? I'll see if I can throw it up, but I love the picture that's on the article. It's literally a crane. Yeah. Just pulling over uh, right. so the <laughs> other, ADU. The other piece of this is, okay, well, if it's not going to, it's not going to make a dent in housing price, it just won't. No. Right? There's not enough people. I, it won't make a dent in inventory I mean, Aurora has, off of Colfax, a lot of lots that can. Correct. It, it, I mean, they could build duplexes on those things right yeah. but, but adus are different so then right. the the flip side of that is okay well let's attack rent mm-hmm. right so what do you need for what do you need for rent to come down you need more options more mm-hmm. and more vacancy so that you decline rent okay yep. that works in and of itself okay mm-hmm. but let's take denver county so what you're telling somebody in denver county is hey build an adu rent it out so that we can attack rent prices right that's and, fine and, and in here's principle. all the steps we're going to throw on you but right but if I'm a homeowner, do I have $500,000 no. to build one unit to collect maybe after I pay my loan, like mm-hmm. whatever the construction loan is on it, I'm going to net or cash flow $200 a month. It's mm-hmm. definitely not an investor profitable no. scenario. It's, it's, a, a, it's a goodness it's a of my heart. A, yeah. It is a It's band-aid. a goodness of my heart Actually, to, to no, try to do it's this. It's not even a Band-Aid. No. It's a fucking... Paw Patrol Band-Aid it's, on a four-year-old in a pool it's an act during of goodwill. summer. It does not it's, work. It's a way for them to go, hey, look what we're doing to ease the thing that we caused. But that's yeah, Denver County. Yeah. Right. But the yeah, problem is a lot you're, of now relying, that doesn't work. you're now relying on individuals yes. right, to mm-hmm. act altruistically, which normally I agree with. They're passing However, on the, the responsibility to the, exactly. everybody else <laughs> yep. instead mm-hmm. of them not trying only to the, fix the it. responsibility, but the co- like, dude, if it's going to cost me $500,000 to provide rent to a single family... I'm sorry, I don't have those funds. No. I'm not going to do it. Mm-mm. Even if you pay me 125 grand, now I still have to come up with $375,000. Still don't have it. Yep. Still don't want to finance it because if I do rent, I'm going to make $100 a month, in which case, let's do the math. How many months do I have to rent that out to break even? How, how about you make a program for the... 3750 <laughs> What? No, no, okay, so, so they're, they're throwing months. that to the general public. Why? Because the general public, all right, I'll try it because it's not their wheelhouse. Correct. Why didn't they try that with the... With the um, the contractors, right? Yeah. Hey, we'll grant contractors, mm-hmm. you know, this money. Go build it for cheaper for people. Yeah, because contractors yes. aren't going to do it. No, right. because it's business, right? It's business. Right. Money. That mm-hmm. is, and I think Oscar, you touched on it, and I think to me, that is the answer. Yes, yes. we're talking about inventory. Mm-hmm. What the government, U.S. government, and state governments need to agree on is they need to agree to give tax benefits to developers to build affordable fucking housing. Yeah, but real affordable. Okay, okay, but to that point. Real affordable housing, because what you see now is a lot of places are saying, hey, we're building affordable housing, 
but then it is at the top tier of what affordable housing is. Right, but that's because they're not getting yeah. the tax breaks. And, and the I'm programs they have now are fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. I did not go through with the ECTL program. Yeah. Right. They, it, it didn't no, this, work. And this doesn't need to be ECTL. This I know, but needs to be, I, I agree with you. I'm saying it needs to be like, you got to go talk to Richmond, yes. Lenar, Meritage, et cetera, and mm -hmm. go, here's the deal. And make it easy for the general public. I need you guys to build townhomes and condos, preferably townhomes, because condos are a pain in the ass to qualify for. Mm -hmm. I need you to build townhomes that have the same amenities as a $2,700 a month apartment complex. Yep. But I need you to sell it between two dollars and $300,000 and I understand you're going, to make, you're going to take a hit because material costs is up, labor costs is up. So what we're going to do is we're going to provide you tax breaks to do so. Yes. And we're going to stipulate that you have to build a certain amount mm -hmm. within a certain time frame. And here's the big piece. You are not allowed to sell it to investors. I think or, that, or yeah. just You, you know what I mean? Or, money it, has to be, or yeah. it has to be but income, who makes, income specific. Who, who makes right? the, the HUD laws? Government, right? Right. So go, why don't you build the condos and make them HUD accessible, right. take that guideline out so people could buy them. Yes, mm -hmm. agreed. Yeah. I think the ADU Work thing on it. is a fucking Band-Aid. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. And well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a headache and it's a mess. Well, it's a, and not only that, for, but... For, for the landowner. Think and then about, when they go to sell, what the fuck? Well, you know? think about... And here's the back end, too. Think about how much government power it has to take to do something like, like that. And what I mean by that is New York, California, Seattle, and now even here in Colorado, Boulder just did it. You ha now have to organize and get your government together to vote over your current housing laws and procedures. So now you have to get pe you have to get the government organized enough to come in and agree on what they will allow, how many people they allow in, how many people, how many buildings they allow to be built. So now you're months back because you have to get people to vote to override the current things in in place. And to them, it's a headache because mm -hmm. it's state by state. Yep. You want a hot take? So it's going to be different. It's what state we're doing today. So here's a hot take. Okay, if you talk about basic human needs, what are they? Shelter, bourbon, food, and uh, bourbon, bourbon, and uh, community. So add in health, yeah. healthcare, yeah. Mm -hmm. and um, oh my God, clothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So during the pandemic, it was a national health crisis, which is a basic human need. So the government went ahead and unilaterally over two administrations, one Democrat, one Republican. $2 trillion printed. Here you go. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden came up with all these programs, PPA programs and COVID response relief programs and distributed vaccines and all that the PPs. Okay? But what they did was they did it kind of unilaterally. Mm -hmm. said, here you go. Yep. I would argue that as affordability continues to get worse and human shelter, unfortunately, right? And I, this is, again, a hot take. It's a commodity, mm -hmm. right? Because you're not going to build your own house out of sticks and mud in the Amazon, right? You have to pay somebody to build your your shelter. You is get a what passport it is, to get to the Amazon, right? And people are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't believe that you know, human the housing is is a capitalistic. It, it is what it is. If you mm -hmm. guys want to build it yourselves, so you guys can just buy the land and start sawing wood. Go homestead. Right? Yeah, go homestead. Same with shelter. However, it's a bunch of YouTube right? channels on that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At some point, though, I think the affordability piece has to be looked at by the U.S. government mm -hmm. as a crisis. Mm -hmm. It, yeah. it is a crisis. Oh, and yeah. if that becomes the case, then I believe that there should be an ability to unilaterally act and go, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, be careful. 
Be careful, Jameson. You're talking about the S word here. No, I'm, you're, you're, you're tiptoeing about, around the I'm, S word. No, I'm, I, I'm saying it because so <laughs> many people complain about affordability. Uh-huh. But if I do say the S word and go, okay, well, what if the government just provides housing? No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> that's what I mean. Cool. Go get a better job. I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, you can if you mm-hmm. want to. Right? Well, go build your house. I can't. Go build your house. You could. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Go sew your own clothes. You could. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some sort of balance and conversation. Give and take. Right? The ADU thing, I get it. I want to sew I, my own clothes. I just don't think it's... <laughs> I will. I just don't think it's, it's you sustainable. Didn't, you didn't put that fancy-ass shirt together yourself? No, I want about? to, though, because right. I yeah. kind of want to design. But <laughs> anyway, um, I think the ADU was a, was a cop-out. It was. We're, yeah. we're gonna we're it's gonna do this in, in your hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck no! You do something about it, like you, you said. You put incentivize, us here. <laughs> incentivize the contractors, mm-hmm. the guys that know what the fuck they're doing. The general public's gonna be like, okay, I'll try it, yep. and then they lose their ass off, and then we're back to square one. Mm-hmm. Incentivize the, the contractors. Maybe provide some fucking land for them to build on. I don't know. Yeah. Don't just pass it on to the public. Mm-hmm. You are the government of the people. <laughs> Well, you need to work for the people. And if the if the stimulus regardless checks regardless whether you're Republican or Democrat. If the stimulus checks were any were any precursor, you just say give it to the people. What happened when the government gave twelve hundred dollars to, to people? the people? And people, went out and bought TVs and, well, and, 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 and then you, you said basic <laughs> basic needs, right? Yeah. What do you do when you do a PL? Food, mm-hmm. lodging. You gotta throw in entertainment. I mean, we're, we're not fucking animals. No. You know, so you throw everything in there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you need all of those factors to be factored in, right? Yep. Again, they gave stimulus checks out to the people. It didn't do shit. No. It didn't do mm-hmm. goddamn shit. No. And then people just didn't go back to work. Yep. And then there we had another fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So they need to just hunker down, figure this out, use pawns that know what the fuck they're doing like contractors yeah. if that's what they want to call them pawns but if you're playing chess you don't you don't just you know toss it out to the checkerboard no. you know you do do what's right and and what's going to actually matter long term mm-hmm. because you know the ADU is just like okay let's see if that works short term nope scratch it let's go somewhere else with the contractors all right it's going to go long term let's see how it progresses it might be uh, an ups uh, uh, an up uh, upslope or a downslope but it'll be gradually but we need to maintain. Mm-hmm. If you just give it to the people, that's not going to work. Yeah, no. We, it's been proven that the people cannot manage themselves accordingly. And I, I actually, what, what is the adage? A, a room full of monkeys would write Shakespeare if given like a thousand years? Yeah. Like it, it would work eventually. Mm-hmm. We've got a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, a lot longer. All right, you got the next one tallied up? Yeah, this one's totally off the cuff. I was okay. just scrolling, right? I had, I had one that was going to talk about affordability, but I feel like it was a little depressing. Um, <laughs> I'll give you guys the article title. basically just means that uh, <laughs> the average American is spending 43% of their income on mortgage, Whew. and it goes back to the affordability, which talks about inventory, which I think we've kind of beat the dead horse. We've hammered. So mm-hmm. let's go for it. Here's the one that I'm, I'm picking. Um, Texan builds a stunning passive house that uses 75% less electricity and makes him money, claims it's the best way to build. And essentially, it is a way to construct a home that is hermetically sealed, uses air purifiers, solar panels, etc., to the point where his utility bill is 75% less than any other house. Mm-hmm. Okay? Once he adds the solar panels, he's actually net positive, which means he can now share power with neighbors Okay. and gets a refund back into his pocket. What's the price tag so on the house? The biggest part of this is the cost premium to yeah. build a house like this is okay. only 5% more than a normal cost. Interesting. So why are more huh. people not doing this? 
because cell communications will send a hitman at you and there's no yeah, business uh, in yep yep because the energy companies will not take it i mean look what the hell we've been going through here uh, with excel right, and, and then okay let's get a little conspiracy theory here love it automobile industry there's been patents that have mm-hmm. been put out there and oil <laughs> and gas the, buys them yeah. and fucking trashes them. what about the one the, the dude who made like the the water-powered car yeah it disappeared that, that's a that's a true thing <laughs> yeah it's 100 percent true mm-hmm. hydrogen power exists yep there's no money in it mm-hmm. zero yep you know? i mean look at tesla tesla spent spent his whole life poor because razors <laughs> yeah disposable razors there's mm-hmm. money in disposable razors that's <laughs> yep. why they don't make a razor that's going to mm-hmm. last you a year well and that's the whole thing that's the definition of there was a shark tank go ahead i was gonna say that's the definition of our why you always hear people go screw capitalism because that's the whole idea is capitalism is make money step two make money step three make money it doesn't it doesn't matter what how you're making the money or what how the means that you make the money it you just need to make money so you hit you hit your your gap a cool we made this much how do we make more and that's all you're gonna see so and i mean like i said here i don't know if you guys have been keeping up with it have you seen what the hell Excel's been proposing out here for, for the last year and a half, two years? Which part? They, they wanted to increase prices. Then they, they said, hey, okay, yes, Colorado, we, ex- we, we respect that you want to go green. But if you want us to go green, you're going to have to pay us more to be here. Hmm. Because cause now we have to spend more money to do it. So, so taxpayers have to give us more money in order to bring their bill down and keep it green. Yeah, we got core, so. Right, like it, it's, <laughs> but, it, but it, like, that's the whole thing. To your point, that's great. But it's just not gonna happen. I'm glad that he loves it, but there's way too much money in, in amenities. So, yeah, but, so here's this is then this is why I bring this article up, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if I'm looking at it, you guys got my hippie going. <laughs> how many times? How many articles? I guess have you seen when it comes to either home prices or inflation or all these different things, right? And the one keyword that keeps popping up is unsustainable. Yes. Right. I just read one on back to the car industry. Current car prices are unsustainable. Right, because people are just not going to be able to afford it with the industry. Mm-hmm. Well, when we talk about it, and we touched on this last week with the the whole insurance thing and yep. the climate change, right? At some point, we're going to have to get together and understand that yes, you can make some money, mm-hmm. but you can also give up a little to sustain society as a whole for a longer period. But of don't time. you know d- what I'm saying? D- d- the conversation even comes around. Why are we, the United States people, suffering when the corporations have put up record-breaking profits over the last three years? I get, I'm sorry, I, and please call me, call me Democrat, call me hippie, whatever the hell you want to call me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care, but there is no reason, no explainable reason that these companies are putting up these profits and we are all still suffering. People can't buy cars, they can't buy houses. It does not make well, this, sense to so me. This is a perfect example, right? So this, this company, and I just want to, I want to throw this out there because I'm going to give them a shout out. I liked your article. You yeah. did a great job selling me on it. Forge Craft Architecture and Design. They're based out of Texas, okay. Austin specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Austin. You guys' real estate market is fucking insane right now. Yeah, but crazy. Great city. Fantastic city. And it is known to be kind of the, the blue dot, the on the, <laughs> on the precipice of futuristic, yes, a blue dot. But I'm just like they're they're very progressive in yeah. other other areas, yes. not just political, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In my head, if it costs a builder and they can use these principles five percent more to mm-hmm. build a house, a Richmond home, Lenar home, Meadows home, whatever, right? So now the premiums on me as a consumer, okay, I got to pay five percent more. So on a six hundred thousand dollar house. 10% 60 grand, 5% $30,000. I got to pay $30,000 more. Mortgage Done. payment wise, 
it's nothing, right? Yeah. Five dollars for every thousand, so five times. It's got a hundred bucks. Is one hundred and fifty bucks ish? Yeah. Call it two hundred dollars. Two. Two fifty. On the high end. Tell me, two fifty. Tell me you're a real estate agent without telling me you're real estate So say I have to say, you know what? I'm gonna spend two hundred fifty more dollars a month on this house, <laughs> but I'm gonna get two benefits. Number one, my utility bill is gonna be cut to zero. <laughs> okay, I'm That's sorry. Three hundred dollars a month. You, I was gonna say, what do you pay? Three hundred, roughly, between yeah, more or less, gas yeah. and yeah. water, right? So let's take water out of it because. Water you're going to pay for. No, hell no. Let's not take water. No. I, I went home and I was like, who no, the, no, no, who no, the no. fuck's running? I'm saying take water out of his in like if that's always going to be an expense unless right. you have like rain buckets and yeah. you're collecting water and you're, which you're zero. Are illegal which is illegal. Which is illegal. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, fucking yeah, how d- dare you try and re- reduce oh your costs? Insane. But let's say you take your electricity or your natural gas bill down to zero, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're saving at least 100 to $150, especially in the Natural gas as well? When you're AC. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you think about it, right, if everything I got solar panels yeah. running electric and I have an electric tankless water heater yeah. and I'm running everything else, right? So let's say, okay, I'm going to pay more, $250 more. I'm going to save $100, mm-hmm. $150. But because I'm net positive with my solar panels, I can actually get paid to supply electricity to other people and pay yep. the grid. Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting paid. I'll take the $250 hit, but it's not an option. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It is a problem. I but, agree. And yeah. what and, they're and, doing, and, and they're not touch. doing anything crazy. All they're doing, really, if you think it's about it, sealing. they are sealing the house. <laughs> Seal it. That is what they are doing. So <laughs> they're, they're using a higher grade insulation. They're using a little bit higher grade building materials. That's my basement, by the way. Right? They're adding solar panels. That's lit- and they're adding an air purifier. Yeah. Because, obviously, if you have a seal, hermetically sealed house, you need so that. Circul- right? Better circulation. Which yeah. then means their HVAC is... Is mm-hmm. more efficient. Their heater's more efficient. Like mm-hmm. all of that. Thirty k fuckers. Like I'll I'll do that all all fucking day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to touch on two things. One painkillers, right? Purdue Pharma. Yep. They they were talking about oh we're gonna bankrupt. Oh my god! And they're 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 freaking out. But they're billionaires. Mm-hmm. They lose a dollar and they freak the fuck out. That's just how it is. Yep. And and then to touch mm-hmm. on the other subject is. Um, there was a Shark Tank episode that I just, I was walking by, my, my 13-year-old was watching, and there was this woman that... It's a good 13-year-old to have watching Shark Tank. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, he business has, minded. But, but, but he has some weird, weird ideas and perspectives Hey, on it. that's what sells you know? these days, man. There's people like, I sent you the link. Yeah. There's oh, the AIs yeah, I going on. I watched it for like 20 minutes straight. Thank you very much. I'll never get those fucking 20 minutes back. Uh, and it was just weird to me. I was like, right? I can't believe this. And I just couldn't stop. stop watching. Yep. And she's like, oh, I like it. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, I've been here for 20 fucking minutes. I'm Why about am to I doing burn this? my yeah. phone. So anyway, this woman was made a shoe mm-hmm. for women that interchangeable heels. Right? And the shoe itself was going to be like $200. And then the heels were going to be like $20, $30. Half the guys on there, obviously Damon from FUBU or whatever, yeah. he's, he's a clothing expert. He ended up taking her idea for fifth, no, 75% or 70% of her business. And she went with it, right? Yeah. Because he said, look, you have no distribution. Mm-hmm. I have everything. Mm-hmm. Understand that with this concept, I'm going to have to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. That's why. But I am going to show you. So she actually benefited because she's going to go with someone that's uber successful yeah. and learn. Mm-hmm. Her business is now his, I but mean, she's going to learn. So yeah. she paid for that, right? And the network But the rest of the guys were like, no. Mm-hmm. In this country, someone that can afford $200 uh, is going to buy numerous pairs of shoes. There is Good no point. money in that mm-hmm. because as a shoe manufacturer, I don't want to sell a product 
that is going to last you more than a month yep. I, I, or, or a year. Mm-hmm. I want people to come back and buy more. That's sustainable. Yep. And that's the capitalistic American way. Yep. What can we do to keep our, our product being bought? Well, case in point, look at the Apple, one of the, uh, virtually the largest phone producer and supplier in, in the world. They, two years ago, they, they, they went through litigation and had to do a huge payout because it was proven that they throttled their phones after a year and a half, two Fuckers. years to force people to buy a new phone. Like, that's capitalism. That, that's making money. That's, what, that's the only is way it, it can go. The United States is probably one of the only ones that use Apple primarily. The rest of the world is Samsung yeah. or, mm-hmm. or something else. The rest of the world is probably Huawei yeah. and LG. Yeah, yeah. Huawei. Mm-hmm. Mm. For sure. Yeah. You got, but, we got I mean, I got, a, I got a kind of fun one. Fun one? All right. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I thought the thing. last one was pretty fun. You guys yeah. let me go well, on no, my hippiness for a little for the, bit. This is for the TikTok group. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay, this, okay. This, yeah, yeah, go for it. on social media for a while, guys. This talks been... about Gen Z. <laughs> go right? for it. So we've heard... Wait, who's the Gen Zs? The Gen younger Zs ones, like right? Gen Zs are like 18 yeah. to 23. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys. Um, Sorry, brother. <laughs> they, uh, speaking of, you heard of Eminem's new single? No. Oh, dude, we're going to play this after that. Yeah, Anyway, so you heard the term yuppies? Yeah. Right? Like a yuppie is like a... Up the rich, up the gaudy. Up. We used to call that shit Highland Ranch, like it was just a yuppie town, right? Yeah. Well, the new term is guppies, <laughs> and it is essentially Gen Zers that have been pushed out of the housing market in certain areas because they make a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but they can't afford a three hundred fifty thousand dollar townhome because mm-hmm. they live in areas like San Francisco, Boca Raton, yep. San Diego, Los Angeles, etc. And the article is basically saying that right now, what they have to do is they have to tap the bank of mom and dad. To either get as a co-signer, down payment assistance, mm-hmm. equity uh, transfer Jeez. of houses. Obviously, it's because they're buying all that avocado toast. All right, dude. You Fucking know what? avocado right. toast. <laughs> Shit, it's expensive. Yeah, man. Delicious. You get expensive. avocado toast. It's four dollars a toast. You get it five days a week. That's twenty bucks. Times fifty-two. <laughs> I mean, well, shit, guys. But then that's, you look at it. Twenty-five hundred dollars a year. Twenty-five hundred a year. That is why you cannot afford a house. <laughs> My client needs a home. We went. Affordable housing, ECTL, whatever the hell the acronym is. Elevated land trust, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but shit, call me. I'll, we'll, we'll hash it out. We'll give, I'll give you a hug afterwards. But for right now, fuck you. She makes <laughs> about $45,000 a year. Mm-hmm. It's only her and her little daughter. Their ratios are so narrow mm-hmm. that even if she, pay, she was going to pay off her car, she saved up enough money to pay off her car. She would have zero debt. She would only qualify for $150,000. There's no fucking $150,000 houses on this market. Not one bedroom, (laughs) one bath, nothing. I have a one bedroom, one bath on Grand Street that's going for $330. Yep. Don't do that to the people. Mm -mm. You call yourself affordable? Maybe don't make the ratios so shitty and not sell to maybe people that make a lot more money. Mm -hmm. You have to be very specific. That shit doesn't work. Well, and again, that's that's what I mean is by... And and with that example is same shit. Yeah. You make $150,000. You should be able to afford something. You should be able to afford something. But that's what I mean by they're, they're, they're going, oh, hey, we're adding more affordable housing. Where the fuck is the regulation on the affordable housing? Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's great to say it. It's a beautiful news headline. And I'm, I'm sure you, you feel good at home when you, when you go sit down because you said affordable housing. But we're not seeing it because of stuff like that. And it, it's it, now I'm going to sell her a condo that she's going to be tapped out at 49 percent of her paycheck mm-hmm. just so she could buy it. It's yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. But she needs it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Fuck you. Affordable Absolutely. housing. That doesn't make sense. Well, and then how much do teachers make? Yeah. You just priced out all the fucking teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and not only that, law enforcement actually got a bump in raise, but teachers got fucked. And on top of that, to your point, 
you know, that article says, oh, Gen Zs are taking money from their, uh, from their parents. You see the articles of uh, young millennials, Gen Zs don't want to start a family. Young millennials, Gen Zs are now uh, going to living with friends in order to afford a home. You're damn right. I'm talking to my best friend right now. And if I can get him involved, I, I will 100% go buy the house, whatever. But he can save money. I can save money. I have an asset. And you know what, man? If you want to go in on the title with me, let's do it. Because right now, that's the only option that we have. And at the end of the day, you know, when we started this podcast, I would have said, you know what, guys? Yeah, I'm ready. I can go, I can go do it. But as it's progressed, I, looking at it, it is not doable right now. It, we're, Alicia, my girlfriend, she, she makes a good wage. She kills it. I'm, I'm still building a business, growing, you know, do, doing all that kind of stuff. I can't show my income. So we have a single income for two people that we need to show to get into a $450,000 townhome. Never going to qualify. Stated income. Right? So but then it, your fucking rate sucks. Yep. You know mm-hmm. who's incentivizing the general public more than anyone? And it's batshit crazy. Builders. New builds. <laughs> we did. Builders. We talked about They're giving yesterday. 5% interest rates with the 2-1 buy-down. They're doing better than the U.S. government. Well, mm-hmm. and you know what? That's actually an interesting point, and I couldn't find the article. There's just not. But I mean, they're still building. I'll give you the, the headline because I remember it in my brain. Mm-hmm. Basically, what's happening is new build, new builders, or sorry, home builders, are now skewing towards smaller homes yep. to make them more affordable for purchasers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're getting rid of some key things, which we've talked about this before, but like, they're shrinking kitchens. Yep. They're getting rid of formal dining rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got rid of them. The, if you look at the chart, while. and I'll try and find it by the time Charlie edits this video, but essentially the average square footage of a new build over this last year has decreased mm-hmm. with the price. So even <laughs> new builds are doing a better job, to Oscar's point, well, of reacting <laughs> to the current climate than the U.S. government. Imagine if the U.S. government took that a step further and said, hey, you guys get tax benefits, build them even cheaper even cheaper or build them this not cheaper from a from a building uh, quality fabrication standpoint but build them and then sell them for $150,000 less we'll reimburse you the 150 in tax credit absolutely and the thing is that for Apple and for Exxon and for Enron and for fucking (laughs) Goldman Sachs what did the builders do they they went back and they said back to the drawing board get our architects in here we're going to build a better product Mm -hmm. reduce our costs give them better interest rate that's what the fuck the the fucking government should have done exactly let's let's rack it up and again I've talked shit about builders in the past I'm sorry you guys are doing a better job well and and, and, and to that point too it's like i said you see all these articles of gen z young millennials doing whatever I, the one i love the most to your point is like uh young millennials and gen z are okay with smaller housing and we see a trend growing in small housing i'm not okay with it it's the only option i have right you know what i mean like what do you know that don't twist your article to make yourself feel better we can't do anything else so to to, to add on to the whole builder thing mm-hmm. they see the bigger picture Yep, they do. Yeah, because if they if they hold strong, I want my profits. Well, bro, they're not gonna sell shit. They're not gonna sell shit. Right. And they're well, like, you know what? Some mm-hmm. pennies are better than no pennies. Let's help these people get houses. Let's clear our inventory and keep going. Let's quantity. So are you, are you, sustainable are you saying builder. that the builders are more capitalistic than the U.S. government? <laughs> <laughs> telling you, smart, smart capitalism. I'm yeah. just saying, man. Yeah. Like it, it, it's one of those they're things where something mm-hmm. is going to change, right? Yeah. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like I, I firmly believe that it's not going to turn into this fucking wasteland. Where no. nobody can afford anything, right? Yeah, because was, at a certain point, I was hoping. Although we're on the, de- although we're at the, we're at the not, cusp, we're at the top not, of the hill. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I it don't think it's won't. gonna. But we are sitting at the I top of the it. hill. I get it. It just, it <laughs> won't happen. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen, right? They didn't. My God, they didn't allow the fucking economy to collapse on the pandemic. Yeah. 
by just printing $2 trillion. Now, obviously, the ramifications are the ramifications. From a housing standpoint, I just, I don't, I think it's going to take some years. Mm -hmm. And I think that the overall theme is like, be, be prepared. Yeah. And make sure that there's a plan in place. Mm -hmm. Understand, like we went to the new builds in Thornton yesterday, yeah. right? And there are seasons, Richmond, mm -hmm. which this is wild to me, but no basement. No basement. Three bed, two bath, 1,600 square foot, move in. $617,000. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I haven't been up yeah. there. Right? Wild. I wild. Bought a, I bought a 3-2 with an unfinished basement in 2017, so not that long ago, <laughs> for $357,000 oh, in a neighborhood in Castle Rock, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I bought a Damn it, I hate you. four bed, <laughs> three bath, unfinished basement, 3,900 square foot house, two years ago for 539 right? Uh. So I got, is, I got in on that one. Yeah. I got in the at the same time. The point is something is going to, to change. Yep. And it's going to take rates to come down. Mm -hmm. It's going to take wages to continue to grow. Because, again, this is something that gets lost a lot, right? And you work in a Best Buy, right? What was mm -hmm. it? Two or three percent every year. Yep. That was it, no matter mm -hmm. what you did. Yep. The average wage gain has been over five and a half percent for the last year and a half. You're giving Best Buy credit two percent you know year over year? I know. <laughs> uh, but five what? and a half percent, right? So wage growth is now surpassing uh, – home valuations and if we say that wage growth this year is going to be five or six percent on average and home values are only going to go up four percent and then next year if they stay flat and wage growth goes up another five and a half six percent right because people need workers we will level out right we, we just will right because if home prices don't come down then people just need to make more money to qualify yes and right. if they make more money to qualify and then rates come down those two will coalesce Mm -hmm. And you will start to see affordability come back into line. But we threw it so far out of whack during the pandemic. 2% right? fucking interest rates. It is, right. <laughs> it is going to take, and people have to understand, it will take time mm -hmm. for the mechanisms to kind of, that pendulum to swing and in And for place. the current homeowners, don't freak out. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's not like you're pocketing that money. No. Yeah. It, it will adjust long term. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather the wages go up than my home value. Yeah. Correct. And that's yeah. why they said... The chief economist for Fannie Mae said 2026, 2027 is when it's going to start equalizing because at that point you're going to have you know three straight years of wage growth over five six percent, mm -hmm. and three straight years of home values only going up one to two percent. Yep. And then you have which is a good market. Time frame. It's a good market. You've got builders starting to con or continuing to build, and to make up some of that inventory, um, which that's going to be on them because he made a great point, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody talks about, well, we need rates to come down so people sell their houses. Mm -hmm. Realistically, it's churn. Yeah. Right, like mm -hmm. people are going to sell a house at five percent, but then just going to buy another one, yeah. or somebody's going to buy it. So it doesn't add to inventory. So mm -hmm. it needs to be builders, yep. which that's where the tax incentives come in. Wage growth goes up, interest rates come down, affordability starts to level out based on what people are making. At twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven, we should be outside of any sort of small recession that we should see, mm -hmm. and it starts to normalize. But until then, make a plan. Make a plan. All right. It sounds like sounds like this is a good bookend. I mean, the hour went by fast on the on this kind of. You guys wow, literally dude. got what it would be like to just sit in sit yeah. in the basement, drink some bourbon, and talk about shit. That's literally what so, it is. Yes. <laughs> um, Agreed. I think it's a great time to move into the one rock takeaway for today's episode. Uh, I'm not prepared to go first. I don't know if either one of you are. <laughs> no fucking rock. I don't know. Yeah, no I'm rock. Not, no. I mean, I'll I, go I mean, first. Yeah, go for I, it. My rock takeaway is. I'm trying to think of like an all-encompassing one. It's hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to my a common theme of mine. Look big picture, mm -hmm. right? Like understand that the market goes up, the market goes down, 
you're going to change jobs, migration's going to happen, different things are going to happen, black swan events are going to happen. Plan for you and your family mm-hmm. and, and surround yourself with people that have your best interest and people that are smarter than you and have the conversations that we have mm-hmm. on a daily, weekly basis because I will guarantee you, actually, fuck it. Here's, the, here's my one rock takeaway. Mastermind. Master, yeah. yeah, mastermind. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in business, if you're a salaried worker, if you're a bartender, if you're a janitor. Stay at home, mom, dad. doesn't matter. Nope. Mastermind with people that are smarter than you or mm-hmm. have expertise in areas you don't because you would be surprised as the more you have those conversations, the more these solutions start to ingrain themselves and, and reveal themselves that you, would have had, you wouldn't have had privy to if you didn't do that. So yeah. And mastermind. in your mastermind, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, what am I going to bring to the table? No. Nope. Nope. Arm yourself with a shit ton of questions. Yep, that's yep. what you bring to the table. And, then, and, then, and then they start, you know, giving answers. If you, or, if you are not the stupidest person in the room, you are not in the right room. Well, not even stupidest, right? I, I would take that a step further. I would say that because a lot of people make the mistake and they mastermind, or if they do, like-minded people with like-minded yes. people. So that's it doesn't even have to, to be do. the stupidest. Get yourself in a room with people with different perspectives, yeah. different opinions, mm-hmm. different backgrounds. And you'll be surprised. I was talking to Charlie um, before the podcast sh- started, right? And we, I do a lot of research on real estate and business mm-hmm. investment and, uh, you know, the market and all sorts of different things. I've started to branch out and listen to podcasts based off of history mm-hmm. and ancient history and, you know, maybe some scientific, biological... Aliens? Whatever, right? Just, I'm listening just, to one of communication right now. Yeah. Phenomenal. Just something <laughs> different that is outside of my normal comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is I start to make these pattern recognitions mm-hmm. in between things that I would initially think are like completely unrelated, yep. but then allow me to see opportunities that I wouldn't normally see if I didn't branch out yeah. and become uncomfortable in an area that I'm not necessarily interested in, right? Um, so do that. I think that's, that, that's my rock takeaway. It's, I think there's, a lot of, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of uncertainty. And anytime there's this much uncertainty, mm-hmm. the more knowledge you have, in a wider range of topics, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I'll take it. And I think I'm kind of going to piggyback on, on you a little bit. Um, try and tamper your illusion of control. And what I mean by that is there are things that are going to happen outside your ability, like the housing market, like the government giving tax breaks to builders, whatever it is. To Jameson's point, preparing for yourself is the best thing that you can do right now because if you position yourself to try and prepare for what the government's going to do, you, you're going you're to be prepared because you can't control it. You can only control what is in your own power and your own understanding. So, yeah, that, that's my one rock takeaway. I'm going to say don't rely on the government. I mean, yeah. vote and try to give mm-hmm. something back, but don't rely on them. Make your own forecast, and it's, it's case by case no matter what. So prep yourself. And not one thing, it's not just one thing. It's all kind of intertwined, but look at the whole monster. Because you tweak this, this is going to get affected, right? Mm -hmm. So don't rely on the government. Um, Don't be freaked out by the government. Look at your own situation and assess. You never know what piece of information that you learn is going to to help you in the future. Mm -hmm. And too often people just silo themselves Mm -hmm. and go, this is what I know. This is what I'm comfortable with. These are all the people that also know and are comfortable with the same thing. I'm comfortable in my algorithm, but and I'm not going to leave it. I, yes. Mm-hmm. I feel validation because I'm around a bunch of people who think the same yep. way. 
you never know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, this is back to the point. And this is a client relation thing, right? I start listening to ancient history podcasts, and the one I'm listening to right now is about Attila the Hun. Super fucking interesting, by the way. Um, you never know. In my case, my job is to connect with people. I may connect with a client, and the only reason I beat eight other agents out is because I know something about Attila the Hun, and he happens to be a history professor mm-hmm. at whatever college, and we connect that now gives me an opportunity, yep. right? Now, that's a business opportunity, but the same can be said for any other type of opportunity mm-hmm. in life. That's yep. it. Yep. But what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none? Isn't yeah, but that I think, quote? Yes, I know. Like, but a lot of people take that in a, uh, negative, in a way. negative way. Yeah, no. I don't think it is. No. Right? Like uh, you, especially you not have, in today's society. You should have a master of something because you want to be able to contribute yes. to those groups. Like, my mastery is real estate and communication. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm a jack of a lot of trades and different topics that I can have conversations with people about mm-hmm. and carry on and build relationships outside of my vein of my profession. Me and my, me and my buddy call it, we, we have the chameleon ability. You place me in any social right. element, I will thrive. I'll, talk to, I'll find somebody, I'll be able to talk about any topic, but that's because I keep myself open to it, right? Exactly. Just like you're saying. Um, I, think that, uh, I think this is a good time to move into the Bourbon Review. And uh, I'm excited to review this one. <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been a journey. I'll tell you that it's much. Been it, it's been a journey. It's it been a journey. It definitely, this, this bourbon was great for the topic of the day. It was great for, right? for what we were doing. Absolutely. Um, I think that, to your point that, that you said at the beginning of the podcast, it opened up. You let it sit. It definitely airs a little bit. I'd be very interested, Oscar, to do... The air rating with this one. Yes. Hit I think it. you'd be surprised it Agreed. worked. Yeah. 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 I, I, th- I think it would be interesting to do. Ultimately, the burn subsides for me. Um, it does. It almost like even the smell. It almost <laughs> is going to sound. I'm, I'm coming for you, Oscar, on your descriptions. This almost smells like a body lotion to me. Okay. Like like it has a sweetness to it, but then it has like yeah. some kind of yeah, a pungency. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got you. You know, like it's. Yeah, I can see that. Like, you're walking into Bath and Body Works. Yeah. If it, Bath and Body Works is funded by <laughs> bourbon connoisseurs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I get now at the end of the episode. Flavor-wise, it opens up. It does. The, the, the nose still burns. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't go it away. It keeps the burn. It keeps it the does. burn. But it does. Not in the taste. Up. Well, don't forget, too, the one thing that we did not mention, this is a high-rye mash build. Correct. So that, I think that's why the burn is so forward. Yes. But I... It doesn't taste like a high ray. No, but I, but I will give it credence to the the fact that the burn hits, subsides, and then for me, like I said, this this just carries sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, like I said at the beginning, which is I, also rare of a high rye mash. Yes, right. But like, I think that that's that's what gives this its its ability its drinkability is it's it's claims bonded. It's a high rye mash, but you guys thought I was bullshitting. It's still it's still sweet. Um, I will say that this one definitely. Um, you guys suck, man. My ADD. It's hard when you guys use words that associate with music or bands. Mm-hmm. You just go for it. Your Korean, brain takes so off. Like, Clearwater revival, and then I was like, "Oh, Suzy Q." So while you're talking, I'm listening to Suzy Q, and I'm like, "What the fuck did he just say?" I hate you guys. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yeah. I, the flavor didn't. The flavor didn't develop more, right? But it got easier to taste. Yes, the the, the flavor stayed there. Yeah, though. Mm-hmm. it's not a complex. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. but it's it's a. I'll give you my little tidbit. It it's it it drinks well. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's not a twenty. You know, you drink a twenty dollar anything, you're like, oh man, this <laughs> tastes like a hangover. Fuck yep. me, it it sips well. Yeah, it holds its own. Yeah, against, I call against, it a against fire pit bourbon. Yeah, yeah, all mm-hmm. day. Yep, absolutely. I or call it. A, I'm just at home chilling bourbon. Yeah, patio yeah. bourbon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I call it a patio bourbon. Well, and this this one hundred this is a cocktail bourbon. Yes, this is one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, fuck, you know me. I make a cocktail out of Pappy Van Winkle. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but yeah, twenty dollars mm-hmm. you can get really creative with yeah. this. Yeah, and I, we, the I higher proofs st- work better for cocktails. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I and I kind of we I started doing the doing this the last couple episodes, but as far as the the feeling of it, you know, as you get through. For twenty dollars, for what it is, I think that if you compare the the body feeling, the head feeling after you drink one or one or two, one and a half, whatever it is, this one is a lot cleaner. Three. It gives you. It, it does not make you feel sluggish. No. It doesn't. It doesn't slow me down like right. like a Jack would, like a like yeah. a low level Jim yeah. Beam would. Jack slows you down. Oh yeah. That amps me up, man. I, I mean, like take a couple gets, shots of Jack. I'm ready to go. Well, I'm ready to go energy wise, but like thought yeah. wise, like fog. Run the opposite direction. Of <laughs> no, I see, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it keeps you. It keeps the conversation going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you're not. Yeah. There's been some bourbons that I. There's some bourbons that we had that I was like, I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, I need I, to. I need what? to sit here for a couple yeah. minutes. What did you say? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, I think that as far as a rating goes. Um, only because we have had some of the, the higher tiers on here. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna give Old Granddad Bonded a, a five, five to five and a half for me. I am being persuaded by price. Okay, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, for twenty dollars, that's a solid four. Yep. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I have two ratings. Okay, bourbon by itself, and we're in an Apple store, and there's no price tags anywhere. Mm-hmm. Five and a half. Yep. The fact that I can get this between twenty and twenty-five bucks, I'll give it a four and a half. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'll give it. It's that. just to me, again, mm-hmm. I just can't. Like, if you look at you go to a liquor store and you go to the very bottom shelf. Yes. Any of that shit. Yeah. For the same price, it just doesn't compare. So any of yeah. that shit, run. Yeah. Four, <laughs> yeah. This one's yeah. good. Right. Four and a half. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. If you just take it at, a, at its at its face value, five and a half. We need to have fair. Rittenhouse. So yeah. And yes. compare it to this mm-hmm. yeah. because it it too is twenty dollars. Yeah. And it's a rye, mm-hmm. but it drinks well, and that's okay. what I make my man hands yeah. with. My, yeah. My other thing too is it's the a good flavor one to make surprises me for a hundred proof. Yes. Twenty dollar bourbon. Mm-hmm. Rittenhouse is also right because proof. in my head, let's do it. Mm-hmm. In my head, I go, okay, somebody makes a a, a hundred proof twenty dollar bourbon. The, their goal is to fuck you up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, this To me, this does not scream that. This means, no. hey, pour it over a rock. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, it opens up even more. Yeah. Splash of water, whatever. And you can actually, like, you can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not, you're not going to sit there and say, I want a shot of old granddad. Well, it's not the conversation we, that the folks at Everclear said. Yeah. You know, exactly. They're going to enjoy this shit. No, we're going to fuck like, some people well, up. I, I want to get drunk, but I also need to drive my car home and I have no gas. Yeah. Can we come up with something that's going to yeah. do both and not kill me? So I think, I think that, uh, oh, granddad, redemption sure. story here today. Uh, for it. sure. For Love sure. Like Good. Hey, and for the Good home pick. buyers, you will have your own redemption story in the next two to three years. Yes, that's right. Just hold out. Prepare for hold yourself. Hold out yep. unless you have to, and then let us make and the best. Yeah, yeah, let us make the b- best decision for you. Absolutely. Speaking of, Oscar, where do they find you, man, if they want to find out more? Oscar the Realtor, across the board. Os- well, no, Twitter kind of kicked my ass on something. X. 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 Fuck X. X. It's okay, it's, it's going down anyway. anyway. I'm not so it's OscarTheRealtor.com, yeah. uh, you know, Oscar at Oscar the Realtor, all that stuff. So across the board, I'm Oscar the Realtor. Cool. You can find me at That Lifting Agent, Instagram, TikTok, and Charlie Sardelli on LinkedIn and Facebook. Yep. 
I got Jameson Amros, LinkedIn and Facebook. Otherwise, the Colorado real estate guy on everything else, uh, threads, X, Twitter, only all fans, the socials, whatever. All dude, the socials. And guys, <laughs> on that note, like us, we said, if you guys demo. have any questions and, and or recommendations, places you want us to go, whatever it is, please feel free to reach out to us. You can get in contact with us via email at resotr at themilehighperspective.com or give us a ring. Phone number also works with text messages. 303-578-0263. We'll put it down yep, below. It's on text the screen is, for you guys. Text it's in the description. Because I always miss the phone call. Yep. Yeah. I'll get the mm-hmm. text. Yeah. Yep. Um, but guys, thank like, you so much. Subscribe, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, if you are listening to this and you find value, give us a review. Yeah, give us a, give us a rating. Give or if you hate it, let us know. Yeah, tell us what you want us let to change. Us, help us spread the word or mm-hmm. say that we should we need shut the three up. more, guys. Three more subscribers to hit the 100 I mark. Know. So thank you for showing up, everybody who subscribes, follows. We appreciate you more than you know. Yeah. We're here every week specifically for you guys. So on that note, cheers. Hope cheers. you have a great bourbon yourself this week. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.